0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Hydration Break. Um, We are here for episode three, and we're going to talk to you today about the NWSL. It's coming up. We've got uh, games this week, which is very exciting, and we just got rosters finalized, so lots to talk about there, um, but first and foremost, we have not done this yet, and I feel like it's very, very necessary that our hosts, that would be me, Liz Yulin, and Linda Yang. Hello. It is called the hydration break. So we need to talk about what are we hydrating with during this episode? Uh, I've got some good old H2O here in my uh, very fancy Target water bottle. I've got some, as uh, the water boy would like to call it, some high-quality H2O in my wonderful Harry Potter Go Gryffindor Um blender bottle um so we're rocking the water today so hopefully everybody's out there staying hydrated um and so speaking of my wonderful co-host here what have you been up to it's been a bit since we've done an episode I am in
1: Houston right now I am visiting my family down here and it's my niece's third birthday so uh, I got her a soccer goal a mini soccer goal in a ball so hopefully gets that soccer loving juice um ingrained in her brain we'll see we'll see how it goes but I got her a little jersey as well so we'll see maybe uh maybe she'll
0: like soccer as well well let's hope so let's hope so for sure what have you been up to uh you gotta well uh all right as
1: cut you off
0: no you're good (laughs) as as we all know I live in the wonderful state of Iowa and uh I big Iowa Hawkeye fan. So this last week, um, Iowa started the NCAA tournament on the women's side and they got to host, uh, the first two games. And I unfortunately had a situation where I didn't get tickets. It was a whole ticket master fiasco all oh, over again. Definitely been um, there, done that for yes. uh, the Swifties out there. Yes. So I, I feel their pain. And so I did happen to score some tickets for the game on Friday. So I went to that. It was phenomenal. Caitlin Clark is just amazing to watch in person. If anybody ever gets the opportunity to do that, um, I would recommend I've got to do it several times. Um, and unfortunately I didn't get to go to the game on Sunday where they played Georgia, but, uh, watched on TV. The tournament's been fantastic. There's been upsets. There's been just wonderful basketball being played all around. There's been some really fun teams that have made, um, that have won some games they shouldn't have like Princeton. Um, and so Princeton on both the men's and women's side, the men's team is still going, Revenge of the nerds is all I think of with that, uh, that old movie. Um, And so, so yeah, it's, I've just been watching a lot of basketball and now we get to throw some soccer into it this weekend with NWSL starting. I'm, I'm just super pumped. I mean, you know how much I love both of those sports.
1: I am excited. I, it's, I feel like it's been so long since I've been to a game, as you know, I went to the finals and that feels like ages ago and I'm excited for this season in the league to start back up for this season. We have 19 broadcasted games compared to last year's four. Uh, We've discussed this a little bit and the comparisons of which teams get these broadcasted games on TV, as opposed to Paramount plus uh, a little, a little lopsided.
0: Yeah. um, As somebody that, is a big supporter of the Chicago Red Stars. They have three games that are going to be on broadcast uh, TV this year compared to an Angel City team who did not make the playoffs. The Chicago Red Stars did, uh, who have seven games. And OL Rain also has, um, I believe, two games that uh, are on broadcast TV. And they won the Shield last year and they also made the playoffs. And it just there needs to be more. There there just needs to be more variety of the teams that are getting um on the they're on TV. North Carolina has one game on TV, and it's not even a home game for them. I mean, it, it's just it doesn't seem fair. I'm not even a North Carolina fan, but it, it like each team there should be a rule that each team gets at least one home game on TV. Period. And if that's, like, the bar that we're setting, that's a pretty dang low bar. But I think that that should be what it is. I understand why Angel City is getting the games. But that being said, I understand that they have a lot of influence in the world with who runs their team and all of this. But the product on the field didn't produce last year. They didn't make the playoffs. So, I... I, My whole thing is if we're trying to grow the game, they already have a huge fan base already. Like they're selling out stadiums, maybe these other teams that are struggling a little bit with their attendance, putting their games on TV could get people to realize, oh, there's a team in Cary, North Carolina. I didn't know that. I could go to a game there. There's a game in Louisville, Kentucky. I didn't know that I should go to a game. And so I, I understand why I get the why. But it definitely feels like there is a West Coast bias minus o l, which kind of blows my mind because they have players that people want to see on TV, like a Megan rapino. Um, th- i I just don't understand it. And I just wish that there was more variety of teams that we're getting on TV. That's just my opinion,
1: no, absolutely. Um, I, it's incredible that they got more games to be on. TV, but uh, I would like to see in maybe next season or even later in the season to see more games added for North Carolina, for OL, for them to get home games televised. I
0: don't know. We'll see. Well, the other big thing is the games that are on big CBS, because when we say broadcast, those games could be on CBS Sports Network or they could be on big CBS. And so the thing is, the games that are on the big CBS channel, all of those games are taking place prior to the World Cup. So you're going to have all of these people watching the World Cup and seeing these players and wondering where they play. And they're probably going to talk about the NWSL. And then you're not going to put a game, even one game, on big CBS after the world cup that's where you're going to grow your fan base folks come on now the league needs to do better yeah uh i think
1: hopefully that after the world cup they'll add more games or they this is like 19 broadcast games and then to be determined more games to add to be added later uh, i guess we'll see but uh CBS do
0: better or nfl do better add more games right. more negotiations and also to just throw it out there before we move on a little bit to the schedule this is the last year of the contract with cbs paramount plus um so that will be in discussion probably through this year into the off season so that will be interesting to see uh how those rights are bid on and who bids and how it works so we will see. And maybe that's going to be a deciding factor. If CBS is like, we can't put games on after the World Cup, then the league might say, well, we might go a different direction. So that's just another interesting tidbit of something that we'll have to keep an eye on. Do you think that uh HBO Max has done a good job with the national teams so far? I think so. I I like their coverage. I like that they definitely have a set pre and post game um on their on their game for their games we didn't get that really sometimes ESPN would do it sometimes Fox would do it but it was very inconsistent and sometimes it was like games kickoff is at eight o'clock and at eight o'clock they'd flip to the game and then that's all it was like the kickoff was happening and then as soon as the game ended that was it it was turn it on to something else With right. this we're getting a half an hour pregame, and we're getting a half an hour post game and it's wonderful I think it's great. Yeah, it costs money, but so does getting ESPN and all these other channels, Fox Sports 1, whatever it may be. But the, it just it's making it so that the game, to me, like it feels like they care. That's what I'm trying to get to. It feels like they care because they're doing a pre- and post-game. I think it's more well-organized, for sure, in comparison. Yeah, I agree. And even the games that are on TNT are also having pre- and post-games. And I really like the commentary. It's much better. Yep. I agree. I think that you've got some new blood in there, like Shannon Box um, being there. I think that it's wonderful. Um, and she's a player that definitely knows what she's talking about. She was a player that definitely didn't get the accolades that she deserves. Um, she playing with Lupus um, for her career. It's it's fabulous Like that she was able to do that. And she kind of kept it a secret. Um or for a long time. So that's actually incredible. Yeah. She was she was a fantastic player. Um, and so I I I just I feel like this is a good time to let her shine. This is a time to let her shine, tell her story a little bit too. Um, and that's like the fact that players have had to hide these things, like the fact that uh Michelle Akers had chronic fatigue and she had she played to the level that she did shannon box same thing like it's it's amazing what these women can do and i i'm happy that they they now have a platform after their careers are over that they can still be part of the game and so that's why i was really happy to see shannon box um get uh get in with hbo max um with this deal
1: yeah that's that's also like uh another thing that we can talk about later that is uh, the post-retirement kind of situation for older players versus players now. Uh, and hopefully that will be addressed
0: in like the future contracts. 100%. I know Ashlyn Harris has been talking about that a bit um, recently. So yeah, we'll have to spend some time on that in another episode. And starting out this, uh, this weekend, uh, we've got a lot
1: going on. Just uh, Saturday, we've got Kansas City at North Carolina um, at one o'clock Central Time, and um, thoughts on that kind of matchup. I, we have last year's Challenge Cup winner versus the KC uh, playing um,
0: in the in the finals last year. I mean, this game's got so many storylines right now. Unfortunately, Dabinia is injured, and it sounds like Kristen Hamilton also did not practice today. So you've got these players that are former North Carolina players that would be going back and playing in this game. And so I, it's still going to be, I mean, it's still going to be a rivalry because they've got like, there's that bad blood. I feel like with you took our players, there's always that joke that Kansas city has turned into North Carolina West. I mean, pretty much. Right. And that's the thing. So I think it's going to be fun. Um, that game's on Paramount plus, um, and so it's it's going to start the season off. I mean, Kansas City had a heck of a run last year. They uh re they rebooted their club for sure and they signed Michelle Cooper. Their big big draft signee. I'm curious to see how she does uh in her first professional game. I'm sure that we'll probably see her play. Uh as I said, it's really unfortunate that Debenia is not going to be able to play. Um my new best friend that I met in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see how Kansas City gels as a team. They've they have all of these players and all this talent that they're trying to get to mold together, and I'm curious to see how they do. What do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, they signed a lot more draft picks than I expected that they could, and I guess just because of how they are at, at, with injuries, uh, I'm excited to see how the um. The Michelle Cooper and uh, Ryan Ryland shoulders uh, kind of gel with the, the current team as they're competing for pretty tough spots with the uh, Bina, Bernardo, Labanta. And then in the front, they have Kaiser, Hamilton. That's a couple of different really tough spots to beat out. And as a rookie, that's kind of very like intimidating.
0: And they traded. Lynn Williams for the draft pick to get Cooper. So, I mean, it's a big deal. And then look at North Carolina. They got rid of Abby Ursag and Carson Pickett. Yeah. Uh, and now they have Emily Fox. So it's one of those things. It's like, I'm curious to see how that, how it all plays out. I'm, I'm very curious.
1: And then for later in that day, uh, Chicago, you're Chicago, in Sandy at San Diego at 9 p.m. center Time, it's a playoff rematch, uh, with a chic- young Chicago squad versus a uh, pretty much the same kind of
0: uh roster that San Diego had last year.
1: What yeah, do do, they uh... kind
0: of they took two of our players this offseason, they took Rachel Hill and Danny Colaprico, which broke my heart. Um, I I I loved Colaprico. She was kind of that pillar to Chicago. She's been there since the start of the the team. And to see her leave was really heartbreaking as a as a Red Star fan. Um but to talk about the game a little bit. Uh every time they played last year, it was a battle. It a lot was of yellow cards. A, I remember. A lot of yellow cards. Doll Kemper got Uh, two yellows in the game and got kicked out um, of the game in Chicago. It was, it was a battle every time they played, even that game um, in the playoffs, it went to overtime and they beat us. And I shouldn't say they beat us, San Diego beat Chicago. (laughs) Um, And so it's, it's going to be a battle again. Um, This game is on CBS sports network. So it is on television um but we can talk a little bit about what chicago's done um they signed it was very very surprising we've got a lot of brazilians in the league didn't mention caroline at north carolina she's a phenomenal player um but uh chicago signed julia bianchi um in the off season and she is going to fit right in she's going to play she's going to probably play significant minutes um for the red stars and then you're getting Tierna Davidson and Casey Kruger back. Tierna coming back off the ACL. Kruger coming back from maternity leave. And then they signed three three draft picks. You've got Penelope Hawking, Sophie Jones, and Allie Schlegel. Two of which are from Penn State. That would be Hawking and Schlegel. And then Jones is from Duke. Um, and I think that you're going to see get them get minutes. I think that you're going to see these youngsters get some minutes for the Red Stars. They're up like they're so who's gonna who's gonna play up top with pew who's get, who's going to be in the midfield they lost a ton of their midfielders um this year with Gatra leaving as well as uh di bernardo and Colaprico and rachel hill and all of the people it was it was tough it was a tough off season for the red stars so i'm uh i'm curious to see how this goes but i think it's going to be a battle
1: yeah i mean um just comment a little bit on sophie jones i saw her play um with Duke against Alabama during doing the quarterfinals for the College Cup. She is a fighter. Um, that's a good one to have in the midfield. And I'm excited to see how she does um, in the league and how she gels with a n- new team uh, professionally and-, and see if she lives up to um, what she did in Duke. Obviously, playing in college is a lot different than playing uh, professionally.
0: I will just say about Sophie Jones... I don't know how she plays with her hair down. It is mind blowing to me. Yeah, I <laughs> honestly don't know. I, was I don't. Wondering that exact same thing. I, I, I don't know, but we will see. But yeah, so that's going to be a fantastic um, first day of the NWSL with those games. You've got, you've definitely got some storylines going on in both of those games. Yeah. And then moving on to Sunday's games, we have OL
1: at Washington. Uh, I think this is going to be really interesting for the fact that uh, uh, Parsons is now the coach for the spirit and in the whole entire rebranding process for the spirit, they traded a bunch of players, including two very talented U S national team players, O'Hara and Sonnet, especially Sonnet with her history with Parsons. I really I'm really like excited to see this like matchup between
0: Sonnet versus her old coach. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be interesting. That whole um storyline that came out about Sonnet when he was hired, she was like, I don't want to play there. And so they tried to find a place for her to fit. And Laura Harvey said, Come on aboard. And Sonnet's been playing the six for OL recently in their preseason game. So I'm curious to see. If that continues, um, because I believe Quinn has been out with a little bit of a knock. So I'm curious to see if Quinn will play. Um, if not, maybe we'll see Sonnet at the six again. Um and Washington did not perform to their standards as they should. If you look at their roster and how they finished in the league last year, they did not perform the way they should, with Hatch, Rodman, Sanchez as like their big firepower yeah they, I think, they just didn't perform well
1: i think it was really interesting because they were able to win the finals the year before with the coach um and then the year right the year after they they uh what shortly after they they just decided that it just, just they it blew
0: up i don't know they just didn't play well and that's the thing like it just I, it I'm hoping that they return to form. We need I just, it. I was just very. We need confused. it for the national team. The national team needs it. We need them to play well. So they need to play well for their club. So hopefully Parsons can make it happen. But look at—I mean, OL didn't do a ton. They got Emily Sonnet, but the other big get that they got, the get that they got, <laughs> uh, was uh, Elise Bennett from Kansas City. Yeah. that's a huge get for them. And I'm curious a, to see if she gets minutes. Brazilian
1: uh Luani? Yes. Right? They they picked, picked picked her up during um the off season as well. So a lot we see are seeing a lot of Brazilians shift into the league again.
0: Yeah, I love it. I they bring a flair, they are talented. Um they and the thing is is our players, the United States players, can learn from the Brazilians on their style of play. And that's really beneficial. That's what I love about the league and league play, is that everybody's learning from everybody, like all the different styles kind of meld together, and it's just fun. And that's why that's why I love it. I'm so excited for this for this to go. But I'm yeah, it's that's going to be a great game with the Parsons sonnet. How does he do? I mean, he got fired from his job at the Netherlands, um, and now he's coming here. And so is is he going to have the same success as he did in Portland? We will see. All right, let's
1: see if uh, he – there are great players at Washington, and we can see that is Parsons a great coach, or did he just have a great team previously? So I'll. it's kind of – it's going to be interesting seeing his redemption and after his timely exit from the Netherlands. Um, and that game will be at three central time tomorrow uh that's tomorrow sunday wow i am already looking forward to the weekend hey me too yep and that will be on paramount plus thanks and then after that we have orlando at portland speaking of which i think the this matchup is really interesting because we have orlando who is who has been playing fruit basket turnover for the last two years? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a and new still coach. Surprisingly, doing not doing as bad
0: as people think. Yeah, they won some games last year that nobody expected them to win. Yeah, and honestly, could be a dark horse this year. Who knows? I mean, they've got Marta back. They They got got, a new coach, they got a new coach in Seb Hines. And they also, Allie Watt came from OL. She didn't, she wasn't getting minutes at OL. So she has to get traded mid season last year. And she got hurt towards the end of the year, but she will get now a full year with Orlando. And she's a very good player. And then their draft pick, um, Emily Madrill, um, she's gonna, she's gonna get put right into the lineup. She's a heck of a player.
1: Yeah, I think. All these players, the the young players that played last year, got some experience, a lot more experience now. Uh, plus the traffics could make them a playoff
0: contender. One hundred percent. That's the th- that's the wonderful thing about this league is on any given day anybody can win. That's what makes it fun. Yeah. But I mean, let's let's move on to Portland here. Their their opponent. They've, got, they've had a coaching shakeup as well. Rianne yeah. Wilkinson departed after they won um, the championship last year. Um, she departed, and they now have uh, Mike Norris as their head coach. Uh, he was on staff uh, with Portland previously, so they didn't really lose anybody. Team's essentially the same as it was last year. I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it uh, type of mentality there. Um, they did sign a couple of their draft picks, but, uh, not much to say other than they're just going to keep on chugging along. Yeah. It's, uh, they really didn't make too much changes, but they
1: did make a couple big changes, which is just like, there's a lot of things to say we could say about them, but honestly, it's just one of those, we'll see how it plays out basically.
0: Well, I mean, not, I think that athletic trainers are very important to the way a team functions and, um, Crystal Dunn's husband Pierre, uh, is no longer with the team. So I'm, I'm curious to see if that has any sort of impact on Crystal, on the squad, on, um, whatever it may be. So, I mean, they they've lost some people and i think losing rian i think that rian wilkinson was a fantastic coach and i think that the circumstances surrounding that i have questions about um but i get why she stepped away and i'm curious to see how mike norris does um, at the helm because portland has expectations and you better live up to those expectations
1: yeah for sure especially those uh portland fans for sure um and they should have expectations, especially when your team has that much of history of
0: accomplishments. It makes sense. And one more thing, and this is about Portland and Chicago, Merritt and Arnhem sell your teams. You don't deserve them. Thanks. Yep. And moving on. (laughs) That's Next all we game. need to say about
1: it. Yep. And then we have Louisville at Houston, which I will be in attendance for. And I think Louisville versus Houston is always interesting because
0: it's always a feisty game. It always gets a little chippy. I mean, it's two of the most physical teams in the league. Yeah. And I always say we're the
1: most physical. We are like definitely like a physical thing
0: i I mean demelo there's a lot of demelo commits and gets fouled like the most in the league yeah and just and that i'm very curious to see what her sophomore season is going to be like does she have a sophomore slump or does she crush it again i feel like demelo is going to go in swinging she's going to go
1: go for i hope she's not actually swinging (laughs) just to remind everybody terry um there is no fighting in soccer no there is not but i mean this is not hockey
0: louisville's had some some interesting stuff happen here they they gained carson pickett and abby ursag and they lost emily fox and so that that's gonna be a change for sure yeah uh
1: just watching the Louisville backline all last season as much as good as Emily Fox's she needed she needed help so to gain Urseg and pick it that's going to be great for Louisville's backline they needed two players and Emily Fox unfortunately was only one and she can only do so
0: much on that back line. yeah I feel like Fox, Howell and DeMello we all over the field last year trying to do everything for Louisville. Right. And Jess McDonald, they have her up top. I mean, she's an absolute specimen. I mean, she is in like mint condition shape wise. And she went over and played in the Australian league um, in the off season. So she's going to be in form, ready to go uh, for, for Louisville. So that'll be, that'll be good for them.
1: Yeah. And uh... They have so many
0: international players. I mean, shout out to Chidiak too. She also had a fantastic time in um, Australia. So I'm hoping that she's coming back in form too. I watched a lot of the A-League and she was phenomenal to watch. She made some highlight real plays um, over there.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that we see some of that action for uh, Louisville. I know she started kind of midway Through last year and I can say that that was the case for most of the international players last year Uh, I feel like Louisville only started thinking about what their season was going to look like halfway through last year's season but the the good part for Louisville is that they're here for the full season this time probably for most of the players Um, I know that one of the players they have is a loan from the El Tigres, and they sent Riley Parker, which was a draft pick on loan, down there to uh, Liga. So we'll see. We'll see what our draft pick and um, international players do this uh, up and coming season. I say we, like I play on the squad. Um, I they, did. I did it um, too. I did it too. <laughs> while wearing an Angel City jersey, it's fine. Um, I'm just a bit confused. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a incredible matchup and I guess not to take all the time
0: with we'll talk about Houston a bit I mean they signed Ordonez and they have Emedy Salmon yeah I mean wow wow
1: and that's on top of having Maria Sanchez already
0: yeah it's going to be they're going to be unreal this year I mean they've got several players that are very talented um, they've got Schmidt and Chapman Michelle um, Prince is coming back from injury she's not ready to go yet um, I don't know if she'll play this year she tore her Achilles um, and but they've got you've got Jane Campbell and goal they've got so many players they are going to be you want to talk about a dark horse dark horse to win the league yeah I feel like this is like a more obvious dark horse but but it's but, Houston so they always underperform
1: So yeah, so continue underperforming. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Same,
0: same. Give my team a shot, Uh, especially because
1: I think what the the little the middle part of the league Chicago, Houston, Louisville always place each other for
0: the challenge cup. And those games are always wild. I feel like all those teams, it's just a battle every time, and. Uh, Speaking of some games here, both Houston, just as a side note, Houston and Chicago for the FIFA window are going to be playing the Mexico, Mexican national team. Um, And because they apparently Mexico couldn't find a team to play. So they decided that they're going to play uh, two NWSL clubs. So they're going to be doing that during the FIFA window. So if you're in the areas of that, buy tickets and go to the game. They should be fun. Would be really good. That would be what the eighth, and then I think for Houston, I know it's the eleventh. Do you? Yeah, yeah, it's the same. Yep, because yep. the Chicago game is the same day as the U.S. One's National Team game. Okay, perfect.
1: And then uh, Gotham at L.A. Where it's do
0: we gonna... want to start?
1: That's that's a that's a lot. I feel like both both teams has gained and lost a lot of players. I don't know. I just More want to say so it's for... the
0: it's the battle of the branding
1: yeah that too <laughs> is also like the the east coast west coast c- competition
0: as well for sure i mean let's start with gotham i mean you've got uh they have a new coach um with juan carlos amoros um and so ashlyn harris retired so she will no longer be she's now in there administration area she has some i don't even know she's some director of i think fat, she's a creative uh creative director, director something yeah something like that where she does a lot i just read that she is does their pride game is going to be on june 4th um contemplating potentially going to that game um and she's designing the jersey for that game and it's going to be a limited edition jersey so Um, I'm curious to see what that'll look like, but yeah, so she's now part of the team, but she's not playing anymore. So they will have, um, not have her in goal. They got Kelly O'Hara big, big change there. That was a very unexpected move. Um, and also Lynn Williams, she was surprised that she got moved to Gotham. She wasn't even aware of it when it happened with that Michelle Cooper move, um, by Kansas city. So they have Lynn and then Yasmeen Ryan that they got from Portland uh all big moves and then their big signing was uh signing Jenna Nicewonger um as a draft pick and so i they they've added a lot but i think we said this last year they had a lot last year too and they just couldn't ever put it together so the question is do they put it together this year ooh
1: I love Lynn just because she's Lynn. She's so freaking amazing for the national team. And I've watched her play for Kansas City um, before she was hurt. Uh, I hope they get it together. I think with a new coach, they
0: have great potential. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I want to say that they're going to be good. But last year their midfield just couldn't figure it out. They will get Allie Long back, which is a big thing for them. I think she's kind of that player that kind of holds the team together a little bit. Um, and then Midge, of course, got Midge Purse and Iffy. I mean, their their top, their their top line is gonna be Midge, Iffy, Lynn Williams. <laughs> i can just laugh because it's funny because that's ridiculous yeah so yeah i mean i think they're gonna be great we want to roll on over to your pride and joy team of angel city yeah i
1: love i love it um obviously
0: angel city picked
1: up Melissa thompson high schooler First, uh, first picked out of twenty twenty three draft, we saw uh, her make an amazing goal versus uh, Club America. Um, I think she's done pretty well through uh, preseason. She's still there, so I mean they didn't they didn't flop a draft pick, so that's that's something. That's not a lot, but it's something. Excited to see a couple players that have been hurt all last year, come back, M.A. Vignola. I'm pretty sure I pronounced her name wrong, but she was a good old UT grad, so I'm excited to see her play. Got to give that shout-out, of course. Of course. Uh, Merritt Mathias, of course. North Carolina, another North Carolina escapee, I would say. Obviously, Gilles is still on loan to OL. Correct. And uh, yeah,
0: um, picked up Katie Johnson from San Diego. Yeah, that's former Red Star right there. And another one that's coming back from injury last year would be Sarah Gordon. Yeah. Um. So she, as somebody from Chicago, um, I can as a former Chicago player. She, you guys got a good one. Definitely she, missed
1: her missed her last year in the back line. She's fabulous. Hopefully we we have a a decent amount of defenders this year that um June Endo can stay um where she's supposed to be, not you know, roaming around being a defender. But we'll see. And then yeah, and, go ahead. I was gonna say Sid LaRue. Said yeah,
0: the kid. Still- still out on injury we'll see when she comes back
1: yeah but she's like uh, uh, she's at least not labeled a uh, season injury, ending injury right now she's going to be coming back faster than um press unfort yeah at least
0: yeah it's too bad but i mean those season, they they list people as a uh, season ending injury but that doesn't mean that they can't come back this year um so i think that we'll hopeful, see press so yeah i think we'll still i think we'll see press um as well this season. My question is Jasmine Spencer, uh, last year had an excellent year for angel city. And she continued that she's been I in the league so. for a while. Um, but she had a fabulous year last year, um, for, for angel city. So I'm curious to see if she can continue that. And you kind of lost one of your rocks on the team and in Carrie Ricaro. She was one of those players that really played well for Angel City and they kind of just dumped her off to Chicago for a very minimal amount of money. I I'm really curious on if there was like
1: a an ask to be traded kind of situation and Chicago was just like, "Hey, we'll take her, but like we're not going to give you that much money for her." kind of situation. Um and like Ricaro was an amazing player, so I was actually really shocked they they let her go i mean thank you and um, you're <laughs> welcome i guess
0: <laughs> um but i yeah I, that that was one that's a big a big thing to me but i th- i think that this game is going to be very interesting because it's two teams that are trying to figure it out you know i think yeah. they've got the pieces they just need to figure out how they fit together to make the puzzle work and so I, I think I, they'll i think it'll i think it'll be interesting I think that once like you know
1: at least when laRue comes back, shields comes back from loan i I would feel a lot more confident, but at least it's better than last year Come coming off a double whammy of like press being her and then having players that started the season hurt. I think that's going to do... I think that's going to be a lot better than, you know, where we were last year compared to now. So, a lot more confident now than it was. Because last year, it was... Gordon was hurt. Um, We we had multiple picks that they had signed um, after the expansion draft get hurt during preseason. So we had the the team had to do a lot of late signings, which obviously a lot of players couldn't just couldn't just drop off whatever team they were playing with at the time. So they took time for them to get visas and paperwork
0: so they could play.
1: But with everything else, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think that we are in for a very fun weekend overall. I think these games, they have some really good matchups to start the season. As we all know, though, in the NWSL, anybody can win on any given day. So it's, it's just going to be fun. I am so excited that it's back. I'm so excited that we have games. It, I I feel like I've been waiting since the final whistle of the championship game for the next game, because this, the league is just so much fun. It's so, so, so much fun. And I've been, I've just been looking forward to it. I'm pretty sure
1: I woke up the next day after the final um, turning to my friend and saying,
0: I think I already missed soccer. So when's the next game? Yeah, that's the thing. That's why like the A-League with the Australian League uh, has kind of been my, I've been getting my soccer fix that way. Um, And it's been fun watching some of the NWSL players play over there. Now, most of them are back um, with their clubs over here so it's it's going to be a fun season it's it's definitely going to be a fun season lots of questions about who's going to do what with all the moving and shaking that's gone on all right speaking
1: on that note crazy season predictions top of the league at the end of the season who do you got
0: ol rain really yes they just Laura Harvey is a fantastic coach at OL and she gets her players to perform. They have talent everywhere and I, I just, they won the shield last year. I don't see them having an off season. Um, and so I, that's, that's my thought. What about you? I was going to go with like San Diego actually. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a choice. Dark Horse. I mean, kind of. Not, kind of. But, yeah. I think with the coaching talent
1: that is, why can I not remember her name right now? Casey Stoney. (laughs) Casey Stoney. I think with the coaching talent that is Casey Stoney and with the talent that they have, they had last year. And with the talent that they picked up, they have really good potential to make it far. And now that they've had their team for a year, they are a little more accustomed to playing with each other. And they'll be, have a lot more team chemistry. I think they're going to go for a lot further this year.
0: Yeah, I my only critique of both of our answers is what happens when the players that are going to be at the World Cup are gone. And so that's, that's the question who is going to not be affected by that. Who has the deepest bench, who can, who can win the games? Because there are most of the games that are happening while the world cup is going on are challenge cup games, but there are some regular season games in there. So it will be interesting. There are going to be teams that are going to be more affected than others um, in that situation. So that's the only thing, but I do like your pick. I, I can see it. I can see it happening. Yeah, I mean I honestly
1: uh I think San Diego with the talent they have with the potential uh international uh players leaving during the World Cup, I think they've got the best talent that have like aren't playing for national teams, which a lot of them I think if they were playing for any other country or they have the ability to claim any other country for a world cup team they would be playing for a world cup
0: team yeah i i think it's an excellent pick i i i can see it happening
1: okay and now for bottom of the barrel who do you have i mean i I feel like we're gonna get, get a lot of uh mean responses on this
0: one but we'll see I'm going to go with Orlando just because I know that's an O I don't know if it's going to come together for them this year. I think they fluked into some of the wins last year. They're young. There's such thing as sophomore slumps. I don't know if Marta's getting older. Marta's going to be gone at the world cup. Um, they are going to have a brand new goalkeeper um i just i i i just don't think orlando's gonna put it together this year that's my pick it's that's kind of a dark horse for the bottom too (laughs) i know there's so many good options for the top
1: i i it's just one of those who's gonna be less good i think that's the that's i think at the end of the day that's yes who you're gonna choose and I think I'm gonna have to go with Washington
0: oh wow yeah you're gonna go with the team that has Trinity Rodman Ashley Hatch Ashley Sanchez and Andy Sullivan and uh Kingsbury and do you want me to continue going yeah
1: I I mean I've seen them play
0: a couple times like in
1: person and um they're not consistent I mean there, it's Fair? it's just about it's a, a little bit about youth about coaching abilities, and it's one of the things that yeah you had a a terrible situation with a bad coach, but sometimes that you still have to play through that yeah uh, a, and a lot of players do and unfortunately that's a situation that some players have had to play with within the last few years. And I don't know if Parson's style will necessarily match any of the players that
0: you had just listed. Yeah, I mean, I I can see it. I I can see. It. I could pick a couple teams that uh I think could be at the bottom of the barrel. North Carolina is one of them too. Um, that I could see potentially depending on what happens. That's the thing. There's so many things that could happen in this league, and it it just depends on who comes out hot and that. Uh, World Cup break. If some people win games that they shouldn't win, it could change the table. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a heck of a season. I'm very very excited.
1: Oh, another another reason I think Washington with the national team players um being gone for potentially longer than um the w- World Cup break extends to that's a good potential uh games that they're missing out on is a lot more than intended.
0: Yeah, and the World Cup doesn't start until the end of July. And the, the players um for the US are leaving on June twenty sixth. Yeah. So it's these, a while. Like,
1: national team players could be gone essentially for two, two and a half months almost.
0: Yeah, it's it could be a while. So these these teams are gonna have to figure figure it out. I do have a question that I did not prep you on, and I'm I'm just gonna ask oh, you okay. this completely, completely uh i'm just gonna edit this we're gonna we're gonna go uh best and worst but uh we're gonna go with kits oh okay Mm. who 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 has the best kit this uh this season who came out with the best one i don't have to think i know
1: what like i wouldn't say the worst it's just one that i don't like as much is we'll get we'll get there we'll
0: get there we'll get
1: there okay 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 i'm jumping the gun a little bit hmm I, mean, I re- my do answer, like Chicago. I do really my do like My answer, Chicago's. Chicago. I really do I like will, Chicago's.
0: I will say, I did not like Louisville's until I saw it on the players, and I actually really like it now.
1: I will say that I actually do like the Louisville jersey, and I, I, I. This is the thing about me. I love soccer kits, and yes. there's so many ones I have to like. I like really want to like buy now. One Gotham's gotta support neely martin shout out neely roll tide um angel city obviously my my favorite and i really like the patches they did for the jerseys like you customize Mm -hmm. it so each person could have an entirely jersey different jersey depending on what patch you want what player you want and i don't know Mm if i i don't know if the the patches are like interchangeable like one game you want to wear one patch like can i make can i make that a thing can i can i do that can i just order all 13 patches that's a lot of money i could buy like a whole nother jersey with it but like you do you it's they have one that's specifically geared towards each different aspect like neighborhood of la and i really like that kind of representation especially with how diverse la is and that's actually why i love angel city so much is the diversity i saw at the games no other soccer game i've ever been to had that kind of diversity where i feel like hey that person actually looks like me that could be my family sitting right next to me right now uh louisville jerseys look great obviously i i live close to louisville so when they're not playing angel city cheering for them Jersey's a great, I love their, I love the goalie kits this year. Like also, I
0: don't know if you've seen the um, electric o- blue. OL's is fantastic. Fallon was rocking it. I love the electric blue. Like, yeah, it was really good. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. I actually really
1: like the Washington kits. Yeah, it's clean, it's basic,
0: but it's clean. And I do like the, the not like the iridescent. Yes. Yeah. And I like that they're kind of saying clean slate, we're rebranding and we're in the middle of this. We're trying to just like clean, wash away all of the past. And okay. I, I, I like it. I will say, cause I have to, you know, I have to say this, the angel city stole Chicago's neighborhood kid idea, but it's it a great a idea. idea. It's a good idea. So it's a thank it's you, a fantastic, It's a fantastic one. And that Chicago's kit for that is wonderful. I do appreciate the thought that Angel City put into it. I think it's a good place, especially for diverse places like LA. Chicago is also um, a diverse city. So I think it's really important um, to represent the diversity in those cities for sure.
1: Yeah, I think also connecting with your community is also important as as a
0: club. And Chicago and LA did great with their kits. I mean, Chicago, I feel like, and this is, I know I'm a Red Stars fan, but they knock it out of the park almost every single year with their new kits. And Honestly, it's outrageous. They, they really do. Um, even the one with the train that looked kind of weird. I hey, I have like that, that one. one too. I actually really <laughs> like that one too. But it's part of the city. The L is a huge deal there. I mean, that's that. it's just the, and then the neighborhood kit, you've got, you've got all, you've got all of the kits that all, they're just so good. And so it, I'm. I'm so excited. I I could talk about this for forever, but let's, we both agree on the worst. So (laughs) let's just get into it. Okay. All right. Portland, like
1: it's unique, but not my thing.
0: I will say that one of our friends made the comment to me about it, that the one thing that she did appreciate about the, the Jersey itself is that it's not white. It's an off white. And I will say that I do like that. That's about as much as I can say for the top that I like. It's
1: different, which I appreciate trying something new. Um I just don't know if it necessarily, like, it's one of those things that it, you have to be. Not everybody can look good in it. I don't know.
0: I don't think that I would look good in it. And it's one of those that it's like, well, maybe it'll look good when the players put it on. Nah, nah. The Louisville's
1: Louisville's jerseys like once we saw lawn players and I was like oh that looks good yeah like yeah that
0: houndstooth is good and then what they were um what it's towards the owner of secretariat that's super cool yeah that like that's like I like that like that you're making it about where the team's from like the Louisville racing horse racing all of that like it's exciting
1: yeah Louisville does a really good job of connecting also to the city as well with their I guess their three kits they had the four kits they've had um since they've started it's also connecting with the like the horse racing community or yeah. like, the history of that within the city so
0: i understand that portland also does that i get that they're the rose city i i understand the attempt i personally do not care for it i i don't like portland i'm not it, this has nothing to do with me liking portland or not liking portland I think that that thing is terrible. I thought it was a joke when I first saw the leaked picture of it, and I was hoping that it's a joke. But these players can't be serious when they're saying that they like it. I think that they're just saying it to say it, just like the U.S. Women's National Team players when the kids came out last year were like, these are great. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm curious. i curious. I'm curious to see what they look like in person. Not in person, but like on TV um, when when they play. I hope they look better than I think they're going to look, but I'm glad that we both agree that Portland's kits just, they ain't it. Also another, another one that I thought was a dud that
1: I thought they could, could have done a lot better was San Diego's. I thought their kit was kind of boring. I thought the little wave was cool that they did on the numbers, I think,
0: but that's, that's about it. They just have such a wonderful color palette that they could use for their their kits and they just don't yeah and I don't get it like Kansas City does a great job with their teal and their red um yeah and- I mean there you can do a basic
1: design but like incorporate the colors well and I don't think Sandy San Diego had a lot of potential and unfortunately
0: didn't hit the mark to my standards And I mean, some of them are just boring. Like North Carolina's are boring. There's nothing to them. Houston's like, we're going to do like 50 shades of orange. And that's essentially (laughs) what theirs are. And I mean, again, they're trying to say, these are all the different shades of orange that we've had. Okay. That's fine. But it's nothing that's going to blow me away at all. I think that there are options that they could have gone with. And I just, uh, yeah, but North Carolina's are the blandest to me, but so like worst. I still I still like uh, uh
1: North Carolina is better than Portland's. I'd rather have a yeah. bland clean kit than, you know,
0: 100%. I agree. Kansas City has yet to come out with a new jersey this year.
1: I'm truly really so. interested to see.
0: Yeah, or maybe they just won't have one this year, which teams sometimes do. So, we'll see. I mean, we're kind of cutting it close here. This I mean, year, I have... we're recording this on Wednesday before the um before the season starts on Saturday. So I feel like if they haven't released it yet, we might not be seeing one. Well, I was going to drop it like tonight.
1: Right. As I'm like editing this.
0: That's why I always make sure to say when we're recording it. So people can't be like, well, this happened. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah. Unfortunately, we cannot tell
1: the future. Not yet.
0: We cannot. We cannot. So Okay. one last thing. No, for Uh, sure
1: another crazy prediction final this year final this year okay i haven't even thought of mine i'll I'll give you a second um
0: i i've got my answer really yeah i think our i think the final this year is going to be san diego ol oh Yep, yeah, i think that san diego has the ability to get to the final um and I think I picked OL to win the league. So that's why I put them there. Um, I think that Portland, the reason I'm not picking them and uh, Kansas City, for that matter, is the amount of international players they have. Uh, Portland has a ton. So I think that that might hurt them with just meshing. There's, it's going to be such an on and off season with for the national team players because like we're going to start the season and then there's a FIFA break like immediately. So then those players are going to leave and then they're going to leave again at, in July for the send-off games. And then they're going to leave well they're going to be gone for the send-off games never mind um because they're going to be leaving June 26th. And so like the, it's just going to be this chaos I feel like of who can who can ride the waves of the season and San Diego Wave.
1: <laughs> nice incorporation there. Uh I'm gonna go with something surprising. I know I chose San Diego for the top of league, but i I think I'm gonna go with
0: oh well, Kansas City. I could see it that was that was my uh, other option in my head. I could see Kansas City making the final again. I'm just genuinely concerned about them um and their ability to gel as a team because there's they have a ton of new players. I think what's if
1: if they are able to gel the players, which I I think they've got enough experienced players to mix in the newbies slowly, or at least let them play while the players are gone during the breaks, they have the ability to, to win. Um, and I think with OL, their issue last year was going too hard at the end and then not having enough steam to p- push through the playoffs. And I think with Parkinson and Harvey, with those two coaches, they'll understand that and be able to get their team where they need to be to push towards the final this year. Yeah. And I, I think I, San Diego is just going to run out of steam.
0: The talent, the talent's there. That's the thing. Like it's it's there. I, I just think that this year is going to to be who can weather the storm of the players being in and out and i'm very curious to see who that's going to be okay uh
1: i'm gonna go with ol wins wins the cup this year just just to choose one for funsies
0: i could see it i mean i i i i'll I'll go with them too i mean i picked them in the final I, i could see it happening uh maybe uh that'll be the departure of Megan Rapino. you're gonna see her uh win back to back to back world cups and then come back to ol win the shield win the championship and ride off into the sunset with sue honestly
1: I don't know if the so I feel like if anyone doesn't watch the NHL I feel like the NWSL shield is like the president's trophy curse yep then nobody wants it Nobody wants it, right? Nobody touches so it. If if you uh if you win the trophy, if you win the shield, you you don't win the league. I, I agree. I just what North Carolina Challenge Cup ended up missing yep. the playoffs. Oh well, won the shield last year. Didn't make the championship. Didn't make the championship.
0: Yeah, I just feel like that would be a fun way to end Megan Rapinoe's career. <laughs> the the
1: um, way you said this, that it sounds sounds so like ominous.
0: <laughs> but well, like, but, on, but also, honestly,
1: yeah, that would be a great way. Say bye.
0: Yeah, and that's and I'd be okay with it because she's a fabulous player that has done so much for the game. Um, but she has indicated that this could be it. I don't know. Maybe she hangs around for the Olympics. The following year not sure this is just hypothetical but what a fabulous way to go um to win the world cup and I am saying that they are going to win the world cup um and then to win the NWSL championship um because you know if Harvey knows that this is the last season for Megan you know that she's going to push hard
1: yeah well no not only is Harvey going to push hard the team around yeah. her is going to push hard
0: Yep. Exactly. As they should. Yeah. As they should. Heck of a player. Right. Well, thanks for listening guys. Yeah. As always guys, thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate all of the feedback that we get. um, And I hope that you enjoy it. We will continue doing these during the season. Uh, And also with the upcoming friendlies for the U S women's national team, we will continue to cover that. We'll throw in some other fun stuff with sports, all the other women's sports stuff happening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Okay. As, as always, I have to say it now because Iowa is playing on Friday. So go Hawks and go red stars.
1: Well, uh, since the mocks are out, sorry, Abby, uh, go Vols and uh
0: going to city no shout out to louisville ouch sorry guys <laughs>